Section 8 of The Natural History, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History, Volume 2, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 8. Book 6, Chapter 35, Ethiopia. On leaving Syene, and taking first the Arabian side, we find the nation of the Catadupi, then the Syanite, and the town of Tecompsos, by some called Thatis, as also Aramassos, Sesamos, Sanduma, Massindomacum, Arabeta, and Bogia, Loipetorga, Tantarine, Messendita, Noah, Glaploa, Gaistate, Megada, Lea, Reni, Nups, Direa, Patiga, Bacata, Dumana, Radata, at which place a golden cat was worshipped as a god, Boron in the interior, and Malos near Moroe. This is the account given by Bion. Juba, however, gives another account. He says that there is a city on Mount Megatikos, which lies between Egypt and Ethiopia, by the Arabians known as Myrson, after which come Tecumsos, Aramis, Sasamis, Pide, Mamuda, Orambis, situate near a stream of bitumen, Amodita, Prosda, Parenta, Mama, Tezata, Gallus, Zoton, Graucome, Emmaus, the Pidibote, the Hebdomo Contacomete, Nomades, who dwell in tents, Siste, Macadagale, Proaprimis, Nups, Detrellus, Patus, the Ganbrevis, the Magasnei, Segasmala, Crandala, Dena, Cadayuma, Thena, Bata, Alana, Mascos, the Scami, Hora, situate on an island, and then Abala, Andragalus, Sesocre, the Mali, and Egole. On the African side we find mentioned either what is another place with the same name of Tecumsos, or else a part of the one before mentioned, and after it Magore, Saka, Eidos, Planariae, Pinus, Magasa, Buma, Linthuma, Spintum, Sidop, the Sensi, Pindicitora, Akug, Orsum, Sansa, Maumarum, Urbum, the town of Molum, by the Greeks called Hypaton, Pagorea, Zamanes, at which point elephants begin to be found, the Mambli, Beressa, and Asatuma. There was formerly a town called Epis over against Meroe, which had, however, been destroyed before Bayan wrote. These are the names of places given as far as Meroe, but at the present day hardly any of them on either side of the river are in existence. At all events, the Praetorian troops that were sent by the Emperor Nero, under the command of a tribune, for the purposes of enquiry, when, among his other wars, he was contemplating an expedition against Ethiopia, brought back word that they had met with nothing but deserts on their route. The Roman arms also penetrated into these regions in the time of the late Emperor Augustus, under the command of P. Petronius, a man of equestrian rank and prefect of Egypt. That general took the following cities, the only ones we now find mentioned there, in the following order. Pselsis, Primus, Abunsis, Phthoris, Cambusis, Ateva, and Stadassus, where the river Nile, as it thunders down the precipices, has quite deprived the inhabitants of the power of hearing. He also sacked the town of Napata. The extreme distance to which he penetrated beyond Syene was nine hundred and seventy miles, but still it was not the Roman arms that rendered these regions a desert. 
Ethiopia, in its turn gaining the mastery, and then again reduced to servitude, was at last worn out by its continual wars with Egypt, having been a famous and powerful country even at the time of the Trojan War, when Memnon was its king. It is also very evident from the fabulous stories about Andromeda that it ruled over Syria in the time of King Cepheus, and that its sway extended as far as the shores of our sea. In a similar manner also there have been conflicting accounts as to the extent of this country, first by Dalian, who travelled a considerable distance beyond Meroe, and after him by Aristocreon and Basilus, as well as the younger Simonides, who made a stay of five years at Meroe, when he wrote his account of Ethiopia. Timosthenes, however, the commander of the fleets of the Philadelphus, without giving any other estimate as to the distance, says that Moroe is sixty days' journey from Syene, while Eratosthenes states that the distance is six hundred and twenty-five miles, and Artemidorus six hundred. Sibosus says that from the extreme point of Egypt the distance to Moroe is sixteen hundred and seventy-five miles, while the other writers last mentioned make it twelve hundred and fifty. All these differences, however, have since been settled, for the persons sent by Nero for the purposes of discovery have reported that the distance from Syene to Meroe is eight hundred and seventy-one miles, the following being the items. From Syene to Hieracicamanus they make to be fifty-four miles, from thence to Tama seventy-two, to the country of the Avonimite, the first region of Ethiopia, one hundred and twenty, to Asina fifty-four, to Patara twenty-five, and to Tugedis one hundred and six. They state also that the island of Gagaudes lies at an equal distance from Syene and Meroe, and that it is at this place that the bird called the parrot was first seen, while at another island called Articula the animal known as the Sphingium was first discovered by them, and after passing Tergatus, the Cynocephalus. The distance from thence to Napata is eighty miles, that little town being the only one of all of them that now survives. From thence to the island of Meroe the distance is three hundred and sixty miles. They also state that the grass in the vicinity of Meroe becomes of a greener and fresher color, and that there is some slight appearance of forests, as also traces of the rhinoceros and elephant. They reported also that the city of Meroe stands at a distance of seventy miles from the first entrance of the island of Meroe, and that close to it is another island, Tadu by name, which forms a harbor facing those who enter the right-hand channel of the river. The buildings in the city, they said, were but few in number, and they stated that a female, whose name was Candace, ruled over the district, that name having passed from queen to queen for many years. They related also that there was a temple of Jupiter Hamon there, held in great veneration, besides smaller shrines erected in honor of him throughout all the country. In addition to these particulars, they were informed that in the days of the Ethiopian dominion the island of Meroe enjoyed great renown and that according to tradition it was in the habit of maintaining two hundred thousand armed men and four thousand artisans. The kings of Ethiopia are said even at the present day to be forty-five in number. The whole of this country has successively had the names of Etheria, Atlantia, and last of all Ethiopia, from Ethiops the son of Vulcan. It is not at all surprising that towards the extremity of this region the men and animals assume a monstrous form, when we consider the changeableness and volubility of fire, the heat of which is the great agent in imparting various forms and shapes to bodies. Indeed, it is reported that in the interior, on the eastern side, there is a people that have no noses, the whole face presenting a plain surface, that others again are destitute of the upper lip, and others are without tongues. Others again have the mouth grown together, and being destitute of nostrils, breathe through one passage only, imbibing their drink through it by means of the hollow stalk of the oat, which there grows spontaneously, and supplies them with its grain for food. 
Some of these nations have to employ gestures by nodding the head and moving the limbs instead of speech. Others, again, were unacquainted with the use of fire before the time of Ptolemy Lathyrus, king of Egypt. Some writers have also stated that there is a nation of pygmies which dwells among the marshes in which the river Nile takes its rise. While on the coast of Ethiopia, where we paused, there is a range of mountains of a red color which have the appearance of always being burning. All the country, after we pass Meroe, is bounded by the Troglodyte and the Red Sea, it being three days' journey from Napata to the shores of that sea. Throughout the whole of this district the rainwater is carefully preserved at several places, while the country that lies between is extremely productive of gold. The parts beyond this are inhabited by the Adabuli, a nation of Ethiopia, and here, over against Meroe, are the Megabari, by some writers called the Adiaburi. They occupied the city of Apollo. Some of them, however, are nomades, living on the flesh of elephants. Opposite to them, on the African side, dwell the Macrobii, and then again, beyond the Megabari, there are the Memnones and the Debeli, and at a distance of twenty days' journey, the Cretensi. Beyond these are the Doci, then the Gymnetes, who always go naked, and after them the Andete, the Mothite, the Mesaces, and the Ipsidore, who are of a black tint, but stain the body all over with a kind of red earth. On the African side again there are the Medimni, and then a nation of Nomades who live on the milk of the Cynocephalus, and then the Aladi and the Serbote, which last are said to be eight cubits in height. Aristocrion informs us that on the Libyan side, at a distance of five days' journey from Moroe, is the town of Tolis, and then at a further distance of twelve days' journey, Azar, a town founded by the Egyptians who fled from Semeticus. He states also that they dwelt there for a period of three hundred years, and that opposite, on the Arabian side, there is a town of theirs called Daron. The town, however, which he calls Isar, is by Bayan called Sape, who says that the name means the strangers, their capital being Sembobitis, situate on an island, and a third place of theirs, Sinat, in Arabia. Between the mountains and the river Nile are the Simbari, the Pelugis, and, on the mountains themselves, the Asake, who are divided into numerous peoples. They are said to be distant five days' journey from the sea, and to procure their subsistence by the chase of the elephant. An island in the Nile, which belongs to the Sembarite, is governed by a queen. Beyond it are the Ethiopian Nube, at a distance of eight days' journey. Their town is Tenupsis, situate on the Nile. There are the Sesambri also, a people among whom all the quadrupeds are without ears, the very elephants even. On the African side are the Tonobari, the Potonofe, a people who have a dog for their king, and divine from his movements what are his commands, the Aruspi, who have a town at a considerable distance from the Nile, and then the Archisarmi, the Phalages, the Marigari, and the Kasmari. Bayon makes mention also of some other towns situate on islands, the whole distance being twenty days' journey from Sembobitis to Meroe, a town in an adjoining island under the queen of Semberite, with another called Asara, and another in a second island called Darde. The name of a third island is called Medoe, upon which is the town of Azel, and a fourth is called Garodis, with a town upon it of the same name. Passing thence along the banks of the Nile are the towns of Navi, Modunda, Andatis, Secundum, Coligat, Secande, Navictabe, Kumi, Agrospi, Egipa, Candragari, Araba, and Sumara. Beyond is the region of Serbitum, at which the mountains terminate, and which by some writers is said to contain the maritime Ethiopians, the Nisikathe, 
and the Nasiti, a word which signifies men with three or four eyes. Not that the people really have that conformation, but because they are remarkable for the unerring aim of their arrows. On that side of the Nile, which extends along the borders of the southern ocean, beyond the great Syrtes, Dalian says that the people, who use rain-water only, are called the Sizori, and that the other nations are the Longampori. Distant five days' journey from the Olysses, the Usibale, the Isbili, the Perusi, the Bali, and the Sisvi, the rest being deserts and inhabited by the tribes of fable only. In a more westerly direction are the Negroe, whose king has only one eye, and that in the forehead, the Agriophagi, who live principally on the flesh of panthers and lions, the Pamphagi, who will eat anything, the Anthropophagi, who live on human flesh, the Cinemolgi, a people with the heads of dogs, the Artabatite, who have four feet and wander about after the manner of wild beasts, and after them the Hesperiae and the Perorsi, whom we have already spoken of as dwelling on the confines of Mauritania. Some tribes, too, of the Ethiopians subsist on nothing but locusts, which are smoke-dried and salted as their provision for the year. These people do not live beyond their fortieth year. M. Agrippa was of opinion that the length of the whole country of the Ethiopians, including the Red Sea, was two thousand one hundred and seventy miles, and its breadth, including Upper Egypt, twelve hundred and ninety-seven. Some authors, again, have made the following divisions of its length. From Meroe to Serbitum, eleven days' sail, from Serbitum to the Debeli, fifteen days, and from then to the Ethiopian Ocean, six days' journey. It is agreed by most authors that the distance altogether from the ocean to Meroe is six hundred and twenty-five miles, and from Meroe to Saine, that which we have already mentioned. Ethiopia lies from southeast to southwest. Situate as it is in a southern hemisphere, forests of ebony are to be seen of the brightest verdure, and in the midst of these regions there is a mountain of immense height, which overhangs the sea and emits a perpetual flame. By the Greeks this mountain is called Theon Ochema, and at a distance of four days' sail from it is a promontory known as Hesperoceros, upon the confines of Africa and close to the Hesperiae, an Ethiopian nation. There are some writers who affirm that in these regions there are hills of a moderate height, which afford a pleasant shade from the groves with which they are clad, and are the haunts of the Aegyptians and satyrs. Chapter 36. Islands of the Ethiopian Sea we learn from Ephorus, as well as Eudoxus and Timosthenes, that there are a great number of islands scattered all over this sea. Clitarchus says that King Alexander was informed of an island so rich that the inhabitants gave a talent of gold for a horse, and of another upon which there was found a sacred mountain, shaded with a grove, the trees of which emitted odors of wondrous sweetness. This last was situate over against the Persian Gulf. Cerne is the name of an island situate opposite to Ethiopia, the size of which has not been ascertained, nor yet its distance from the mainland. It is said that its inhabitants are exclusively Ethiopians. Ephorus states that those who sail from the Red Sea into the Ethiopian Ocean cannot get beyond the Columnae there, some little islands so called. Polybius says that Cerne is situate at the extremity of Mauritania, over against Mount Atlas, and at a distance of eight stadia from the land while cornelius nepos states that it lies very nearly in the same meridian as carthage at a distance from the mainland of ten miles and that it is not more than two miles in circumference it is said also that there is another island situate over against mount atlas being itself known by the name of atlantis 
Five days' sail beyond it there are deserts as far as the Ethiopian Hesperie and the Promontory, which we have mentioned as being called Hesperoceras, a point at which the face of the island first takes a turn towards the west and the Atlantic Sea. Facing this promontory are also said to be the islands called the Gorgades, the former abodes of the Gorgons, two days' sail from the mainland, according to Xenophon of Lampsacus. Hanno, a general of the Carthaginians, penetrated as far as these regions, and brought back an account that the bodies of the women were covered with hair, but that the men, through their swiftness of foot, made their escape, in proof of which singularity in their skin, and as evidence of a fact so miraculous, he placed the skins of two of these females in the temple of Juno, which were there to be seen until the capture of Carthage. Beyond these, even, are said to be the two islands of the Hesperides, but so uncertain are all the accounts relative to this subject, that Statius Sebosus says that it is forty days' sail past the coast of the Atlas Range from the islands of the Gorgons to those of the Hesperides, and one day's sail from these to the Hesperoceras. Nor have we any more certain information relative to the islands of Mauritania. We only know as a fact well ascertained that some few were discovered by Juba over against the country of the Autololes, upon which he established a manufactory of Getulian purple. Chapter 37. The Fortunate Islands. There are some authors who think that beyond these are the Fortunate Islands, and some others, the number of which Sebosus gives, as well as the distances, informing us that Junonia is an island seven hundred and fifty miles distant from Gades. He states also that Pluvialia and Capraria are the same distance from Junonia to the west, and that in Pluvialia the only fresh water to be obtained is rainwater. He then states that at a distance of two hundred and fifty miles from these, opposite the left of Mauritania, and situate in the direction of the sun at the eighth hour, are the Fortunate Islands, one of which, from its undulating surface, has the name of Invalis, and another that of Planasia, from the peculiarity of its appearance. He states also that the circumference of Invalis is three hundred miles, and that trees grow to a height of one hundred and fourteen feet. Relative to the Fortunate Islands, Yuba has ascertained the following facts, that they are situate to the south in nearly a due westerly direction, and at a distance from the Purple Islands of six hundred and twenty-five miles, the sailing being made for two hundred and fifty miles due west, and then three hundred and seventy-five towards the east. He states that the first is called Ombrios, and that it presents no traces of buildings whatever, that among the mountains there is a lake and some trees which bear a strong resemblance to giant fennel and from which water is extracted. That drawn from those that are black is of a bitter taste, but that produced by the white ones is agreeable and good for drinking. He states also that a second island has the name of Junonia, but that it contains nothing beyond a small temple of stone. Also, that in its vicinity there is another but smaller island of the same name, and then another called Capraria, which is infested by multitudes of huge lizards. According to the same author, in sight of these islands is Ninguaria, which has received that name from its perpetual snows. This island abounds also in fogs. The one next to it is Canaria. It contains vast multitudes of dogs of very large size, two of which were brought home to Juba. There are some traces of buildings to be seen here. While all these islands abound in fruit and birds of every kind, this one produces in great numbers the date-palm, which bears the cariota, also pine-nuts. Honey, too, abounds here, and in the rivers, papyrus, and the fish called silurus are found. These islands, however, are greatly annoyed by the putrefying bodies of monsters, which are constantly thrown up by the sea. End of section 8